Please let us stand if you are able for the reading of the word. Today's reading comes from the book of Matthew 18, 21 to 35. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had to be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him by the he grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went out and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all the debts of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your hurt. Merciful Father, we pray for a hurt like yours, filled with boundless forgiveness and unconditional love, allowing us to release any bitterness, anger, or resentment. Help us to extend your grace and mercy to others just as you have received. In Christ's name, amen. It's a beautiful day to serve the Lord. We'll serve him together in one accord. It'll be fun to serve him as one. Our community comes together for good. We'll serve throughout the neighborhood. It'll be grand to serve hand in hand. We'll always come together to be just and true. We'll always show his love for everyone, me and you. So let's make the most of this beautiful day by serving God in every way. Come sing along, we'll lift up our song to love and serve our neighbor. Come sing along, we'll lift up our song to love and serve our neighbor. Good morning. 
And hello, neighbors. For those on site and those online, it is so good to be with you today. Now, before we dig into Neighborly, we do have a special announcement that we want to make. Dan Bowton will be serving as the Interim Director of Business Administration. And so he and Alan Hansen will be working hand-in-hand together in the next couple weeks and making that transition. So we will help Alan to to retire for the second or third time. And uh, Dan will come out of retirement for a spell to uh, work with us here. So let's celebrate this. Yes. Dan brings an amazing passion Uh, for this church's mission and ministry, and he brings so much experience to the position. So please congratulate Dan. Now, what a joy it has been to be in our sermon series, Neighborly. We've been drawing inspiration from Jesus and even from Mr. Rogers as we focus on important biblical themes. Thus far, we have discussed patience, love, and kindness, And those that are remaining are forgiveness and acceptance. Now you are invited to follow along as we dig into God's word today. The page number for our pew Bibles is listed on the screen or you can use your own Bible. And also you are welcome to use a Bible app on your mobile devices if you wish. Would you please join me in prayer? Almighty God, open our ears that we may hear your word. Open our eyes that we may see your glory in our midst. Open our hearts that we might know your spirit's presence with us in these moments. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. If we really want to love, we must learn how to forgive. Those words spoken by Mother Teresa, can really speak to us in this neighborly series as we've been focusing on what it means to love God and to love neighbor. Today, as we engage in a conversation about forgiveness, we will be exploring what Jesus had to say in the parable of the unmerciful servant, learning how to forgive our brother and our sister from our hearts, remembering what Mr. Rogers said about the subject, and even learning steps to say, I forgive you. So in our passage, the conversation about forgiveness begins with Peter. Now in Hebrew, there are actually three words representing different aspects of forgiveness. One word means to kind of cover over. Another word means taking away of a burden. And yet another means forgive and or to pardon. The Greek word translated forgiveness literally means to let go as one would a debt. Biblical forgiveness, therefore, is the act of pardoning one from offenses that have been done and releasing both parties from that burden. As a Jew, Peter would have known that the Jewish tradition, according to the prophet Amos, taught that a person could be forgiven three times but not four When Peter asked about forgiving someone up to seven times, he's acknowledging that Jesus has asked the disciples to always do more. Seven is a symbolic number in Jewish law, history, and tradition. And Peter is trying to get the right answer. The response of Jesus, though, says, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times, indicating how we can forgive an infinite number of times. 
Sometimes translations even say 70 times 7. Yet the message is clear. The goal is unlimited forgiveness. Now notice that the parable that Jesus tells is not one of those go and do likewise kind of parables like the parable of the Good Samaritan. This is a kingdom of heaven parable that reminds the hearers that forgiving and acts of mercy should be sincere, not just to do what appears to be right. The kingdom of heaven then is like that king who was settling accounts with his servants. One of those servants owed him about 10,000 bags of gold. Sounds like a lot, doesn't it? Now, this has been estimated to be a value of about 20 years of a laborer's wages. That is a lot of money. And because the servant couldn't pay, he and his family would have been sold to repay the debt. Now, this servant begged for patience. He promised that he was going to repay the debt. Now, realistically, we know that he never could do that. But this was a tremendous act of mercy and forgiveness in every definition of the word when the master canceled the debt and let him go. If the story ended there, we would get the point, wouldn't we? Jesus continues to reveal in the parable that the servant went out and there was a fellow servant who owed him about a hundred silver coins. Now this has been estimated to be about a value of a daily wage for a laborer. So this was merely a fraction of what the first servant owed his master. Then this first servant gets angry. He demands repayment. And when his fellow servant gets on his knees and begs for patience so that he can pay him back, that servant refused. He had the man thrown into prison. And if the story ended there, we get the point. Jesus says, though, that there were other servants who saw everything that was taking place. They saw what happened and they were outraged. They told their master everything, who called that servant back in. And his words were harsh. You wicked servant, I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? He was thrown into prison until the debt could be paid. And Jesus concludes the parable with, This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. This parable is often used as a negative example, reminding followers of Jesus to not be like that unmerciful servant. But as Jesus uses this, it is reminiscent of the words that he taught his disciples to pray. Forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors, as recorded in Matthew 6.12. And also in chapter 6, verses 14 through 15, Jesus says this, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins your father will not forgive your sins. Peter's question at the very beginning of the passage addresses a human problem from a human perspective. While the parable truly grounds the concept of forgiveness in the nature of God. 
We are called to extend mercy and forgiveness because we ourselves have been humbled by God's mercy and forgiveness. These are truly marks of the kingdom of heaven. And so if we want to know what the kingdom of heaven is like and claim forgiveness in our lives, Peter's question becomes our own. How many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? And every time, the answer from Jesus is the same. Be merciful. Practice unlimited forgiveness from your heart. Now, when I hear about this, I think about this in terms of loving God and loving neighbor. Because we have to admit that unforgiveness can really affect our relationships with God and also our relationship with one another. Sin is that separation from God. There are moments that we have done something that causes us to feel, feel guilt or shame. We need to ask and then receive God's mercy and forgiveness. This is a tremendous gift. But as we have been forgiven, we also must forgive. Yet when someone hurts us, it is very difficult to cover over, to pardon or even to let go. We may experience brokenness whenever there are unresolved feelings or resentment, especially when there are past hurts. It may be very difficult for us, yet forgiveness can be very healing. Through the years, I've recognized that much of what I encounter with those that I serve are the effects of unresolved issues and unforgiveness. And this unforgiveness can cause distress mentally, emotionally, physically, and especially spiritually. Mr. Rogers once said, the only thing that evil cannot stand is forgiveness. When Mr. Rogers spoke of this, he recognized that evil thrives in an environment of division and conflict. By forgiving those who have wronged us, we can break that cycle of hate and anger. We can create a more peaceful and harmonious world. We can choose to move on from the hurt and let go of the anger and resentment that can hold us back. But if you and I are to forgive from our hearts, how do we actually do this? About 20 years ago, I encountered the way of forgiveness by Father Patrick Brennan. Those on site received an insert, and for those online, we will be posting this on our website on Monday. Now, one side has the steps to say, I'm sorry, but we're going to be focusing our attention on the steps to say, I forgive you. Let's go through these steps together, slowly and intentionally. So step one. Listen to yourself and listen to the hurt within you. I want you to write the name of someone that you need to forgive or just think about that person in your mind. Think about someone who has hurt you. And as you think about this person, I want you to listen to that hurt. Describe your feelings. Are you angry, sad, or frustrated? What hurts the most? And how long have you been carrying this hurt? Step two, prayer 
is about making the decision to forgive. If it is a decision, then you recognize that you have a choice to forgive. So what is keeping you from forgiving the person you need to forgive? Is it fear or pride or is it something else? Step three, it is time to pray for those who have hurt you. Pray that the Lord will open your heart to extend forgiveness to this person. Now, you might even consider this person an enemy. And we know that Jesus taught his disciples to pray for their enemies. And when we do that, it begins to shift your perspective toward the person that has hurt you. Through prayer, often we can begin to put ourselves in the other person's shoes or sandals or, now that it's getting cold, boots. (laughs) Step four, now stay with me, and you might need to think out of the box here. The next step is to receive the person that may be coming to you for forgiveness. This means for you to create an environment of hospitality and welcome for this person. Human instincts think about getting even or hurting the person back. But as you have just opened yourself in prayer to receiving this person, take time to rehearse, to prepare for this person as if this person was coming to seek your forgiveness. In Love Must Be Tough, James Dobson says this, forgiveness is surrendering my right to hurt you for hurting me. Let's hear this again. Forgiveness is surrendering my right to hurt you for hurting me. If you truly open yourself to pre- for, in prayer and prepare for this person, it helps to begin to let go of that hurt and open the possibilities for the next step. So step five, you find it within yourself to say to the other person, I forgive you. Brennan says that in forgiving, we release another person from shame and guilt. We release ourselves from anger and resentment. So continue to listen to what you are feeling through this process. Now, we admit that there may be times that it's very difficult to forgive another person. Those hurts are deep and buried deep within us. You may need to go through the first several steps to forgive yourself, to release yourself from shame and guilt, anger or resentment before you're able to apply these steps to another person. And we also know that there are times when you simply cannot go to another person because of time, because of distance, or even because of death. Even in those cases, you can go through these steps to learn to forgive that person and to be released from the hurt that has caused brokenness in your life. Step six, return to prayer, celebrate the victory that Christ has over sin and aggression. In prayer, reflect upon that freedom that you and the other person can experience as a result of the act of forgiveness. Acts of forgiveness in Christ's holy name free us from brokenness. They bring healing and wholeness into our lives. And remember that the act of prayer keeps our celebration of this forgiveness rooted in humility. And step seven, this is important. 
forgiving but not forgetting step. You forgive another person, but we know how difficult it is for us to forgive and forget. In fact, it might be impossible. So let's reframe this. You reconcile and you remember. It's also essential to ask yourself why this whole experience has hurt you so much. What does it say about you? And it invites us to consider whom else should I be forgiving? These steps may not be easy, but in the name of Jesus Christ, you may get a taste of the kind of unlimited forgiveness that was intended for God's people to experience. It has been said that forgiveness does not change the past, but it does enlarge the future. May we embrace that kingdom of God's mercy and forgiveness, and may we help others to do the same. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Let's get comfortable as we join together in our prayer today. Almighty God, we've just come before you. We've talked about forgiveness. Peter's question, Jesus' response, and the goal of unlimited forgiveness. But God, you know the hurts that we have experienced. You know those hurts that are buried deep within. It's hard for us to cover them up to pardon, to let go. So God, we know that we can only do this work with you. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who taught parables, who bore witness to what it means to demonstrate the kind of love for you and love for neighbor that we aspire to. And God, we know that we need forgiveness to be able to do this important work. Be with those who are grieving this day. Be with those who are facing health challenges. For all who are facing transitions in their lives. And God, we pray for our world today. God, the war between Russia and Ukraine is on our minds and our hearts. We long to see an end to that. And now we pray for Israel. Israel now at war. Hundreds who have died, thousands who are wounded. God, we need your peace, the peace that passes all understanding. We need your vision of a harmonious world. Help us to do our part, God, by praying, by trusting in all of your ways. And gracious God, we bring this to you in the name of the one who taught his disciples to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.